you've stumbled onto the sleeping giant. Let's broaden our minds. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Sleeping Giant Podcast. I am your host, Grayson Parker Marcott, and I'd like to say thank you for joining me once more. It's been a couple of months since our last show, which is, as far as as far as far I'm concerned, two months too damn long. Y'all don't worry, though. It ain't from a lack of wanting to. I definitely want to. Right now, however, I am busier than I have ever been in my life right now. Um, in addition to operating The Sleeping Giant, I'm also working as a personal trainer at a local gym. Both of these trades are in their infancy currently, and both require as much love and nurturing care as I can give to them. I will, of course, get into that uh, in a lot more detail in, uh, as we move into the episode. Now, things are gearing up full speed ahead for this quarter with a rapidly filling inventory, a growing client list, and a full-blown production schedule, and I am stoked to tell you all about it. So, in the meantime... Y'all go ahead and get comfy. We are about to begin. Wow, okay, where do we begin? When I said that I was busier than I've ever been before in my life, that was zero fucking exaggeration. Business for the Sleeping Giant began to pick up, especially with the release of 2021 Star Wars Chrome Legacy from Topps. That was a big one for me. Um... It was a very popular set, and it was also a set in which we saw prices go absolutely batshit insane. I mean, it's already been pretty wild, and I feel like I've touched upon the trading card, excuse me, trading card market bubble a little bit in past episodes, so I don't want to spend too much time getting into that now, but Chrome Legacy especially has been, um, it's been very popular, which is, which is good, but also... It's been interesting in that prices are all over the place, so it makes it kind of difficult as a retailer to establish fair pricing um, and also remain competitive in the process. And then, of course, I do a lot of direct sales to uh, to friends and, and customers throughout Facebook groups and things like that, which adds uh, it adds another dimension of complication, I would say, in that... Um, you know, in, in these places, we want to make sure that we're not tacking on eBay uh, prices, you know, to compensate for the fees that eBay deducts. Um, and, of course, we want to be friendly with one another and, and encourage uh, friendly, uh, you know, friendly commerce and, and friendly trade and, and just being good to one another, essentially. Um, so uh, Chrome Legacy was, was interesting in that um, we had to be very discerning and use discretion in some of these sales and in some of these trades so that we weren't asking too much of our friends and we weren't asking too much of our customers um, and that and that we were being fair. So in the one hand, you have a situation where you may be losing a tremendous amount of money on a card or group of cards um, because you are trying to be competitive or you're trying to remain in that friendly territory um, and then on the other hand, uh, you may profit wildly from a complete stranger who's willing to pay uh, X amount of dollars for, for whatever card. So it's been, 
it's been interesting uh, to try to toe that line, to try to be someone who is not a scalper, which a lot of you longtime listeners will recall when I started this endeavor, it was to get away from the scalping mentality and to move away from that mindset so that I could provide a service and provide collectibles to collectors for a reasonable price um, so that they would not have to worry about being gouged and paying a tremendous uh, markup. I mean, we want to be fair. We want to maintain, like I said, I want to be competitive in my pricing uh, and I don't want to gouge, but at the same time, I don't want to lose potentially hundreds of dollars um, on an investment. So it is tricky. You know, it really is. Um, And that has had a lot to do with some of the busyness, some of the stress factor, if you will. Um, But as they say, that is all part of the show. Um, I just want to make sure that I'm maintaining um, my ideals that I set out with from the very beginning. Uh, Of course, I want to make a dollar. Um, Why would you start a business if you didn't? Uh, But at the same time, uh, keeping away from that scalper mentality and keeping away from these... um, these exaggerated and inflated prices is something that I always wanted to do. And I think that I have. Um, so right now, the majority of my cards you'll find on my eBay store, uh, SG cards and toys on eBay. I'm not particularly fond of the platform, but it does put me in front of a much wider audience. And I've had a lot more success in sales from, from eBay, um, which again is not really what I want as far as, uh, the Sleeping Giant is concerned. I would much rather people come to my website, uh, www.sgcardsandtoys.com, or of course my Facebook shop, which is uh, facebook.com forward slash sgcardsandtoys. Right now on Facebook, they are really trying to promote the use of Facebook shops, so there is no surcharge or fee for me whenever I make a sale until the end of June of this year. So if y'all come on over to facebook.com forward slash SG cards and toys, check out my page, give it a like, give it a follow. Uh, Right now you can get a lot of toys and collectibles, trading cards included for what I think are decent prices. And you're not going to have to worry um, about, you know, tacking on any extra fees or anything like that to make up for um, what these platforms take away from me as a seller. Now, Okay, so going back to being super busy, as you may recall, uh, last year I was shit-canned from my pest control job, which, uh, pest control, you say? Yeah, I know. Um, When I first moved to Florida, I needed a job, and it just so happened that the first one available to me was a pest control job, and I never thought that 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 would be something that I got into or something that I would even be good at, but it turned out they were in dire need. This company that hired me was in dire need of a, a termite technician, and um, you native Floridians will know that there are three types of houses in Florida, of course, those that uh, have termites, those that have had termites, and those that will get termites. So uh, it, it's, um, it's a busy position, and with termites, there is a lot of critical thinking involved, a lot of lateral thinking at times. And it turned out that it was just something that I was really, really good at. When you think pest control, some of us think of uh, maybe those scenes from Men in Black um, or, you know, just the idea of the, 
the uh, the spray can jockey, as they're sort of uh, derogatorily referred to in the industry. There's a lot more that goes into pest control, but I'm not going to uh, I'm not going to take up time going into that. It just it turns out that I was really good at uh, discerning the root and uh, way to eradicate dry wood and subterranean termite infestations in homes and. Uh, so it's something I did for a very long time, um, up until very recently, and being let go from that position um, was it, it was it was upsetting. But it also presented me with a ton of opportunities, and that I was able to put a lot more into the Sleeping Giant, put a lot more into the Sleeping Giant podcast, and then kind of reframing my drive or my goals for my future and uh so i'm a long time gym goer i'm a long time lifter uh do you even lift bro yeah i do um and have for a while it's something that uh has been a part of my life for a very long time and it was suggested to me that um because i have a decent ability to uh, convey information to others and to guide others and to teach them that I should pursue a certification in personal training, which, which I have. And I was very lucky in that when I lost my job, a lot of people pitched in to help me achieve that training certification, which was extraordinarily costly, I would say, something I couldn't have done on my own. Um, those of you that contributed, you know who you are, and I am still to this day and will forever be grateful for uh, your help in that and, and putting me in, into this position. But uh, it was a lot of work and a lot of study to get that, to, uh, to obtain that certification. And along the way, I, I developed a lot of peripheral skills uh, or skills on the periphery, I should say. I worked for a real estate investment company. Um, I picked up a lot of skills in framing and plumbing and, and general contracting. So that was, for me, it was a lot of hard work. It was good money, but it was also enriching and in that um, I learned a lot of new things. And uh, a lot of those things were things that I always wanted to be able to do and, and to know as a dad and, um, you know, as a grown person, just kind of give me some, I don't know, a little bit of... Um, credibility to myself in this world being capable and being able to build something from the ground up physically with my own two hands um, and of course with teamwork it was it was really exciting and really fun and I'm I'm glad I had that experience um, with that said though like we always knew that it was going to be temporary so as I got closer to finishing uh, my studies for my um, certified personal trainer um, position or I, I, my CPT certification, I should say, um, that really had to, to wind down. Um, so things got scary at that point because I knew that I was going to have to kind of give up the easy money and, um, pursue this career as a personal trainer, which you might ask, well, what does that have to do with a sleeping giant? Or what does that have to do with uh, selling cards and toys or, or podcasting about movies and comic books and things like that. And to which I would respond to everything. Um, you know, the sleeping giant, again, for those of you who have listened since the beginning started and was named as a project that would undergo periods of downtime, um, as I found myself busier or 
involved in, you know, God willing, other projects. And it would be something that I do and something that I maintain, not necessarily in my spare time, but would go through bursts of growth and activity. And then, of course, uh, go back into into being dormant or having this, this dormant period before it woke up again, hence the sleeping giant. I always found myself to be very capable and and at times creative and, and able to do creative things um, with a satisfying result, just not always all the time. So hence the name uh, Sleeping Giant. That's where that came from. So those of you that are listening that are new to the show or new to uh, to me, Grayson Parker Marcotte, that, that is the root of the name. That's what it's all about. So um, I finally, <laughs> finally got the Sleeping Giant as a business up and running and it became as i said especially with 2021 tops chrome legacy um very busy i was doing a lot of moving and a lot of shaking and sort of running parallel to this um again wonderful that that happened but running parallel to this i got hired uh by a gem in st petersburg now um those of you that are unfamiliar with how gyms work or personal training works. Uh, I responded to an ad that uh, suggested I would be making 30 to $40 an hour full-time position as a trainer. Now that sounded great to me, especially as somebody who just received their, their certification. However, when you get into the position, a l- <laughs> things come to light and things become a little bit more clear and that uh, it's actually a part-time position, meaning that my hours are not guaranteed necessarily, and the thirty to forty dollars an hour part um, is—it's a, a potential, of course. Um, so it's all based on how many people I'm training, and for how long I'm training throughout the course of a pay period. So you see, uh, it varies quite a bit. Um, I find myself working, you know, ten, twelve, thirteen-hour days. And I may only be getting paid for half of those. So that was that was something that I did not know going into this position. However, you really have to invest yourself as far as uh, further study, as far as time, and just being present in the gym is concerned uh, to make yourself available so that you can grow that client list and therefore establish um, that rate of pay that was suggested to you. Um, so... I'm actually doing very well. I'm working very hard in that. But as you can imagine, um, it takes a toll or, you know, really increases the workload when uh, the business that I'm running is also starting to take off and do well. Um, Now, I am very fortunate in that when I started, I had a very good base of support in the gym and very knowledgeable people to work with. However, the rug was pulled out from under me very quickly and that the lead trainer found a better job and moved on to greener pastures, as it were. And he was a very knowledgeable young man, very passionate and very dedicated to what he was doing. So he was an invaluable resource to me, um, but he did leave very shortly into my time there. And then uh, another colleague left, uh, followed by another colleague, both of which who uh, were valuable resources and and just really fun people to work with, but also uh, as a trainer, um, you know, provided a tremendous support system. So (laughs) here I find myself um, kind of the pretty much the only trainer that is there 
um, for as often or as long as I am. There is another trainer that works there. He doesn't work nearly as long as I do and is not at the gym for as long as I am. So in effect, um, I've kind of taken that, that lead trainer position and, uh, it's intimidating. Um, it's provided me tremendous opportunities and it's growing my client list much faster than I could have asked for or anticipated, but it is a lot. It is a lot for this guy and, um, it's tough sometimes. I really have to, to make sure that I'm studying constantly. Um, I'm, a lot of my clients are, uh, for lack of a better way to put it, very broken people that have come to me for help. Uh, some of those conditions and situations that they are in are not familiar to me, so I have to learn a lot. I have to study. I have to research. I have to find out what I can do for these people to help them um, the best way that I can, given whatever physical uh, or medical ailment they are they are suffering from or experiencing. So. Oh wow, it's it's a lot, and I, I've been working really hard to uh, to maintain a balance between my interests, uh, between running the Sleeping Giant and and being a trainer. Um, but I will tell you all that um, one of the things about the Sleeping Giant is that I love toys, I love trading cards, I love podcasting, I love movies and comic books, I love talking about all that stuff. And uh, again, that's that's why I started this whole thing. Um, and very few of you that I've spoken to directly may know that, uh, for a long time, I had been trying to develop a training program that would be based on, uh, comic books and sort of, uh, Joseph Campbell's The Hero's Journey and trying to put together some sort of like leveling system as it were, uh, for, for the gamers and us and the, and the D and D players, um, that would uh, kind of embrace all of those ideas, um, but help people get fit, you know, help people um, improve their health and and meet some of the, the physical goals that they've set for themselves or um, at times perhaps help them develop those goals. If they know that they have something they want to do, I'd love to be able to to help people define that and and pursue that. So, um, that did kind of get put on the back burner for a little bit. I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, I found that there were some other people that were doing something similar. So I wanted to kind of step back and, and maybe reevaluate that. And along the way, I got this job as a trainer. And um, and I got to say, y'all, it is easily one of the most rewarding things that I've ever done in my life. Um, it, as I've mentioned before, it is at times very challenging and very difficult, but I've never done something uh, for work or as a job that made me feel um, so satisfied and so fulfilled. I've never done anything or had a job where I didn't dread going into work the next day. Um, I never had a job where I wasn't just counting down the minutes and seconds until I could clock out and go home. Um, so with this, it's, it's very unique and that, uh, I genu genuinely enjoy being there. I genuinely enjoy the people that I work with. They're great people. Um, we get along very well and I've never had a job where I'm able to provide customer service or a service to customers that they actually show up for because they want it 
and they know that they need it. And, and sometimes you have to kind of convince them why they need it or help them reinforce the idea of why they want it. But all the same, they come there because they want someone like me to help them. And uh, it, it's, it's, um, it's magical. I mean, that's really, that's all I can say about it. It's, it's tremendous. I've never felt so, um, I've never felt so necessary in a position. I've never felt appreciated in a position. So uh, working as a trainer is uh, far and away one of the most unique and uh, enjoyable things I've ever done with my life. So um, so that's, <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that, but that, it, it's, it's a tremendously positive thing. And, and balancing that with the podcast and, and with the business, it is a challenge, but it is something that I think that I can do and that I'm ready for. Uh, so um, I guess that really, it, it kind of leaves us with the question, um, what does this mean? This business, this being at the gym for, you know, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 hours a day. What does this mean for the Sleeping Giant and subsequently the Sleeping Giant podcast? Good question. I believe that the intention for the Sleeping Giant was always to build a successful business that would supplement my family's income and allow me to work with something for which I have a genuine passion and, and joy. That's, that's how I define success for the Sleeping Giant as a business. It is a springboard for being able to eventually spend more time at home with my kiddo. Um, I never set out to create anything massive or the foundation of an empire. It's, it's only meant as a monetary support system and to give me a creative outlet. Uh, via my podcast, which which has been most woefully neglected for a little while now, and and for this, I do sincerely apologize. Um, now, this does somewhat dovetail. Speaking of podcasts, into uh, my goals and aspirations at the gym, I was involved in putting together and recording a pilot episode for what would be the company's first fitness podcast. Uh, and that's some extremely exciting stuff. Y'all can only imagine how my workload would increase, though, with with that added to my plate. But um, I'm sure y'all can also imagine the implications for a future fitness career also. I mean, wow. <laughs> okay, so this, this is what I wanted, right? Um, uh, to be busy with the business, to be busy uh, as a trainer. Um but I, it makes me think of, um, it makes me think of something I read in the Sandman a long, 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 long time ago. Uh, need to read, reread Sandman, uh, especially now with the Netflix series coming up. But reminds me of a quote uh, from from Sandman, and it is as roughly follows: "But the price of getting what you want is getting what you once wanted." Um, and that's Neil Gaiman, of course, from. Uh, the Dream Country, which I think was in um, Sandman number three. Now, uh, that I mean, that's really profound, though, right? Um, and we could go a lot of different ways with with what that means and and what that quote implies. But but that's really it, isn't it? Um, I mean, the, the the cost or the price of getting what you want is getting once you what you once wanted. You have it now, um, and you you have everything that comes with it. All of the responsibilities, all the joys, all the pleasures, all the 
the rewards, all the work, wh whatever it is, um, that thing that you wanted, you have now, and um, you got it. So that's the cost. The, you know, you was it worth it? You you got it. You once wanted it. Now you have it. You don't want it anymore. It's yours. Uh, what you do with it, I, I suppose, is, is is ultimately the the question. All right, y'all, that is going to wrap it up for this episode. Thank you for hanging out with me during that. Uh, I'd say that's probably the most personal episode of The Sleeping Giant that I've ever recorded. I hope that um, I hope everybody feels like they've gotten to know me a little bit better as I've always intended for the business side of what I do to be as personable and grounded as possible. So I hope that you feel like you know where I'm coming from. I hope you feel like I'm someone that you could just talk to about any old thing. Of course, if any of those things happen to be Marvel or Star Wars related, um, we're definitely going to jibe, I think. Um, I think Lord of the Rings as well is one of those things that's going to keep our tongues a-wagging, as it were. I could talk about Middle Earth for hours and quite possibly days on end, but <laughs> that's neither here nor there. That's the subject for another show altogether. Uh, Matt Applegate, I am looking at you, sir. So yeah, we uh, we need to get that whole thing happening. Anyway, I, I do hope that you enjoyed it sincerely. Um, let's move on to uh, let's move on to a couple of other things, shall we? All right. With that said, I'd like to kick off my Twitter comeback with <laughs> I know I know uh, my Twitter comeback with a code for all my Twitter followers to use on my website to get y'all a ten percent off discount on all toy orders. I've just got a ton of new Marvel and Star Wars Funko Pop figures in, and the new Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness Marvel Legends figures are actually on my way to me as I record this. But first, I would like to thank Brian from the Pink Milk Star Wars podcast for being the first person to pick up the glow-in-the-dark Luke Skywalker um, Entertainment Earth exclusive Funko Pop. So, I definitely appreciate that, Brian. If y'all have not listened to Pink Milk, it is a wonderful Star Wars podcast run by a wonderful gentleman. And uh, Brian is is a friend of the show. He's a friend of, of the Sleeping Giant podcast. And I'm very happy to say that he's become a friend of mine as well. So thank you again, Brian, for that. I, I really and truly appreciate that. So y'all go listen to Pink Milk. Do it. If you love Star Wars, you are not going to be disappointed by the show. Um, so uh, keep your eyes peeled also, y'all, for the Thor Love and Thunder Pops as well as the Marvel Legends figures. I don't have an exact ETA or time frame for when those will arrive, but you do want to check back frequently. Um, because it's only a matter of time before those show up and I make them available. Uh, oh, also, the new wave of Star Wars Black Series figures are just around the corner for me as well. I believe May I should have good old Werner Herzog um, as the client and Omega. So definitely check back with me frequently for those to start showing up. I think Ahsoka from The Mandalorian is part of that line as well. 
and I should have that soon. So it's going to be awesome, y'all. Don't forget to check all of that out. You can find my Twitter account at SG Cards and Toys. That's on Twitter. Grab that discount code and head on over to www.sgcardsandtoys.com to get that code. Give me a follow too while you're at it. I definitely appreciate that. Alternatively, you can visit my Facebook shop at www.facebook.com forward slash SG Cards and Toys if that is more your speed. There you can automatically save 15%. Uh, that's right off the bat. And uh, why, you ask, why can I only save 10% on your website and 15% on Facebook.com? Well, I'll tell you why. It's not because the Zuck and I are chums. I can promise you that uh, that's not the case. It is that they are trying to promote uh, Facebook as um, a means of commerce. And in so doing, they are not charging me uh, a percentage for anything that I sell. So anything that I sell on eBay, obviously they take a massive cut. Anything that I sell on my website... Uh, they definitely take a cut. It's not nearly as vile as what they take from me on eBay for uh, specialty items, things like autographs, autograph cards, a little, a little bit more of the, the rarer, hard-to-find items is what I list on eBay. Uh, some high-dollar stuff there, but with it being high-dollar, they also take a high percentage. Um, so without going way off into the weeds on that one, uh, you do save 15%. Um, from my Facebook shop because I'm not being uh, raked over the coals quite as much just to make a sale there. So that is why you can, in fact, get 15% off. So I say check out Facebook if that's more your speed, but really if you want to do both of us a favor yourself by saving some money and me by keeping me from paying our corporate overlords a higher percentage than they're due, frankly, um, then do check out my Facebook shop. Um, that's SG Cards and Toys. That's facebook.com forward slash SG Cards and Toys. <laughs> Holy shit, I know. Um, Y'all check it out, though, uh, for real. All right, I said uh, previously that that was it, and I do mean it this time, for real. Um, check out those things, for sure. Check out my Facebook shop. Check out my website. Go to Twitter. Get that code to save yourself 10%. Although at this point, that's probably redundant. Uh, <laughs> also, check out uh, the Pink Milk podcast. Um, it's, it's a blast. So, once more, I've been your host, Grayson Parker Marcotte. Thank you for listening to the Sleeping Giant podcast. Until next time, y'all. <laughs>